Hello, I'm Mary, and you're listening to First Pages Readings. In this podcast, I explore reading and celebrate books as cultural messengers. Each episode, I'll read from three books of either fiction, nonfiction, young adult, middle grade, or poetry. Hello and welcome to First Pages Readings, Episode 26, and thanks for joining me. Today I'll be reading from three books of fiction. Let's get started. Today's first book is The Septembers of Shiraz by Dahlia Sofer. This book is written by an author born in Iran, but it reminds me of a Russian novel. The story unfolds beautifully, its range is wide and deep, and it covers many things experienced during a lifetime, during a war, including love and loss and the things in between. The first page of the Septembers of Shiraz. Any mispronunciations are respectfully unintentional. When Isaac Amin sees two men with rifles walk into his office at half-past noon on a warm autumn day in Tehran, his first thought is that he won't be able to join his wife and daughter for lunch, as promised. Brother Amin, the shorter of the men says. Isaac nods. A few months ago, they took his friend Kurush Naziri, and just weeks later, news got around that Ali the baker had disappeared. We're here by orders of the Revolutionary Guards. The smaller man points his rifle directly at Isaac and walks toward him. His step's too long for his legs. You are under arrest, brother. Isaac shuts the inventory notebook before him. He looks down at his desk, at the indifferent items witnessing this event. The scattered files, a metal paperweight, a box of Dunhill cigarettes, a crystal ashtray, and a cup of tea, freshly brewed, two mint leaves floating inside. His calendar is spread open, and he stares at it. Today's next book is Silver Sparrow by Tiari Jones. On the surface, this story is about betrayal and its fallout, but the author masterfully takes us on a journey as she digs deeper into culture and the worlds of the characters' heartbreak and longing that live below the surface. The first page of Silver Sparrow. The Secret. My father, James Witherspoon, is a bigamist. He was already married ten years when he first clamped eyes on my mother. In 1968, she was working at the gift-wrapped counter at Davison's downtown when my father asked her to wrap the carving knife he had bought his wife for their wedding anniversary. Mother said she knew that something wasn't right between a man and a woman when the gift was a blade. I said that maybe it means there was a kind of trust between them. I love my mother, but we tend to see things a little bit differently. The point is that James's marriage was never hidden from us. James is what I call him. His other daughter, Charisse, the one who grew up in the house with him, she calls him Daddy, even now. When most people think of bigamy, if they think of it at all, they imagine some primitive practice taking place on the pages of National Geographic. In Atlanta, we remember one sect of the Back to Africa movement that used to run bakeries in the West End. Some people said it was a cult. Others called it a cultural movement.
Today's third book is the short story collection, Dear Life, by Alice Munro. These stories are like a watercolor and illustrate expectation and choice, intention and impact, and much more. Reading this book is like watching a ship move across the horizon, and a new perspective, slowly coming into view, is revealed. The first page of Dear Life. To Reach Japan. Once Peter had brought her suitcase on board the train, he seemed eager to get himself out of the way, but not to leave. He explained to her that he was just uneasy that the train should start to move. Out on the platform, looking up at their window, he stood waving, smiling, waving. The smile for Katie was wide open, sunny, without a doubt in the world, as if he believed that she would continue to be a marvel to him, and he to her, forever. The smile for his wife seemed hopeful and trusting, with some sort of determination about it. Something that could not easily be put into words, and indeed might never be. If Greta had mentioned such a thing, he would have said, Don't be ridiculous. And she would have agreed with him, thinking that it was unnatural for people who saw each other daily, constantly, to have to go through explanations of any kind. Thank you for spending time with me today. If you liked listening to this episode, please subscribe.